another edition of the Real Wedding Planners of the MKE. I'm Kim. And I'm Amanda. And we're here to make your wedding dreams come true. <laughs> we really are. We take it very seriously as well. We, sur- we sure do. I, I can't wait. You know, we uh, when we first started this podcast, I believe we just had found out um, that Kim got engaged. I think right. she, she just found that out as well. I did. I It was... Surprise! Surprise! Engage, and so their wedding has been. Or their wedding planning is very minuscule and at a minimum. You guys had a courthouse wedding, yes, and a happy hour, and a happy hour. And then la- this last weekend, you had a very small dinner for what, about twenty about twenty people. people. Twenty yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Thank you, Tosa Bowl and Bun. Let's give them a shout out. Tosa Bowl and Bun, they did a standout job. Yeah. They, it was really, really good. Yeah, awesome food. So if you're ever in the Wauwatosa Avenue or area, they're on 72nd and North. Big shout out for Pete and Sue Venturi from Tosa Bowl and Bun. The only, the only issue I had was I, uh, I think um, the drinks were a little strong. <laughs> I, you know, I. I'm fine today. Well, that's. But I don't know what happened at one point, but you were yeah. having a good time. You know, and it was nice. It was. It was sort of great because, um, you know, I didn't know. I only knew like three people there. Right. Besides you and your husband, um, and but it was just really nice because the great thing is that everyone just they all loved you guys, and so it just made it a very welcoming. Well, thank you. Yes, I'm cool friends. Yeah. One of the things that I appreciate is that, um, sort of like your husband says, it's like, it was just very us. It was very us. So I have a confession to make. Oh, no. So we have um, a couple of girlfriends who are there, and <laughs> I may have blamed one of them for something. Well, here's what happened. Remember when we did the, there's a clinking of the glasses? Yes. I totally. You set that up. Set that up. You were such a because <laughs> you know that is one thing I hate. I well, just, there's lots of things I, I don't like about weddings. I wanted speeches. I was not, there were no speeches. I was I wanted speeches, and I was like, I wanted to do something, so I was sort of prodding <laughs> another friend of ours to do this, and yes, and uh, oh, see, and I thought that was all her. So I know it was uh, so true confession. Right. It was me. Well, it was fine. It was fine. It turned out fine. I probably had just enough drinks in me that I wasn't as annoyed as I would normally be. <laughs> yes, I had. Um, I did. I had a great time. So, it was your day. It was my day. And now it's over. And now it's over. And this is something that I, I, I feel strongly about. When it's over, it should be over. So, there's a lot of people who have what's called the wedding day blues, or the bride, the, yeah. post, the post. That's a real thing. It is. And it just amazes me how there are brides out there who they literally cry because it's the end of their day or the end, it's over all this planning. And I guess I understand it because they have worked really hard for all this and now it's just done. Right. And it's really common in terms of the photographers is they're the ones that are often take the brunt of that um, with brides nitpicking things that and not things specifically related to the photographs but well I wish I would have done that different and I wish my centerpiece didn't look like that but you took a photo of it and it doesn't look like I wanted it to look like and now I'm very sad do they say that they're just sad or that they're mad 
they usually start out mad and then when you point out that it is what it is then you usually get to the root of it is that they're sad and you can always tell because it's not very they're not specific complaints like they're not like um i hate that you took all the photos so close up i wish they were you know farther away or vice versa they're just these weird general things like well there were no photos of my uncle on my cousin's side and he was very important to me because when I was little he used to read to me and then you say well if he was an important why didn't you have him on the list of important people to be photographed well I just assumed that you would you know know that everyone at my wedding was very important well everyone, and... <laughs> everyone's important so it's a real thing and 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 over the years I've learned to suss out the people who really have it and usually the 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 thing about it I found out is when you call them on it they admit it because it's almost like they didn't even know themselves that they had it and then when they hear someone say it just sounds like to me like you're having some trouble trouble processing your wedding being over and they'll kind of you know kind of admit it and say yeah I just I kind of don't know what to do with myself and I know I'm being crazy and I don't want to be crazy but it's just that I wanted this and I wanted that and then I didn't have it and then you didn't get a photo of it and it kind of comes out that way interesting mm -hmm. I mean I guess what I get usually is you know you want to talk about after the wedding's done is on the wedding planner side then there's usually I think a couple of days of just complete silence and because we all we just needed a break we just need to reassess everything and then we can talk about it again yeah. and then I hear over all the issues were and yeah. you know what they would have wanted differently what they were happy with what they aren't happy with um, but it does. It does affect people. And, you know, I think about it and I try to, while we're planning this, I do try to talk to brides and be like, okay, this is what's going to happen. Enjoy it while you can, um, you know, but also to try to smooth the transition of this. And part of it, having a wedding planner is that I'm doing a lot of the, the work for it. Right. So that they, to take that off of their, their plate, that does help sometimes. And for certain types. For certain types, yeah. right. I mean, you always have the micromanaging kind that feels like only they know how to do it the right way. Right. But then you also good things to do is start getting them excited about other things. Okay, so ah, now are you excited about your... You're deflecting I, again. <laughs> I am an ace deflector. Yes. I Yes. Look over here at the shiny, Look at shiny birds. You know what? It works. Tree. It works. Yes. But you talk about their honeymoon. Oh. And then when they get back about like the stuff that they, their gifts that they received and where yes. can they put this stuff and... And then, you know, the other thing that does help is once they get the pictures and they, and like, I always tell, once you get the pictures, you get to relive the whole moment and it's like seeing everything because you're not going to remember, you know, that day of until you look at the pictures and then you remember so much. And then after that, they're off the radar. There, yeah, then, then, My job then is you're done. On your, then you're on your own. Go, and, go get pregnant. Yeah. So you have something else to obsess about, okay? Exactly. <laughs> Go from the nut to the nest. Right. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. But it just, it's, it's funny to me, like, um, how you said that, you know, it's done. It's over with. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's funny because I had said this to, um, 
a family member once and they got a little upset with me because they were asking how my wedding was for this what up for one of the weddings that I did. And like, you know, it's done, it's over with, we're good. Yeah. I I can move on to the next one. And they're like, Well, that just sounds so personal and this and this. I'm like, and I didn't mean it that way. Right. I didn't mean it that way at all. I just meant like, you know, for us it is a job, but you get to know these people so well and that you do really appreciate it, but it is. We can't we can't you can't do anything else with right. it. Right. Well, it's sort of like a labor and delivery nurse. They get you there. They get you through labor. They give you their ba- the baby. But from that point on, it's not their job right. to take care of the baby anymore. They send you out of the hospital, tick you off, and start working on the next person. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But, um, you know, it is something where there there's a lot of great things in life. And part of marriage, and the, what I believe in is like the, the true part of marriage is that this is, your wedding day honestly should be one of the, this is going to sound bad, but it should be one of the worst days in your marriage because it's just be getting better right. every day after that. <laughs> uh, right? It's true. It's true. It's one of the best days in your one life. One of it the best days. It is not the best day of your life. Right, because you're hopefully going to have lots of new memories and all this other stuff. But like, people just, they, they get very caught up in it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am glad mine is over. Um, You know, because... I, you know, I don't have a whole lot of love for wedding receptions. <laughs> and uh, so let's talk a little bit about wedding receptions today, shall we? Yeah. So I want to address this new trend that is out for receptions. Now, I am speaking about traditional receptions. Like, you know, you're having it in a ballroom or a country club or wherever. I'm not talking about your backyard, pig roast, you know, down home kind of casual, less elaborate reception. I'm talking about the standard Wisconsin 200 guest wedding. So there's this new thing and there's always a new thing. And when people come across new things, they think they invented the wheel. I can't even count how many times people would say to me, so we're going to do this really cool thing at our reception. We're going to have people stand up and sing a song with the word love in it. If they want us to kiss. Oh, the kissing games. Okay, you guys, I did that at my first wedding in 1992. <laughs> okay, it's not new. The key isn't new. The This is the last time you'll have the last word with the hands over. It's not new. None of it's new. Now, that doesn't the mean... generation dance? D- not new. Not new. Nothing's new. But that's fine. Some traditions, some people like the traditions and they want to do them and that's great. I mean, again, you guys have to decide what's important to you. But this latest thing, it's called the mannequin game. From the mannequin challenge. Yes. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. I, being a little bit in the marketing world, it's like the man, I think that the mannequin challenge was fabulous, but it died a week ago. Right. It's like, it's, it's over faster than Gangnam Style was. I, I think it did have a good two week, two weeks that it was viral and great and like everyone was doing it and you, but you had to get it in that two weeks. Now right. we get it. Everyone's doing them. You're not. Yeah. It's not. Remember, remember a couple yeah. of years ago that YouTube where they danced down the aisle to I know I'm getting the song right. You've got a feeling. Oh, man. Remember that? Yes. Yeah, and every wedding did that that year, and they all thought it was super original. And... Or they put sunglasses on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's not. It's not. And here's the thing I, I that bothers me about receptions. People go to your reception, and they want to do 
kind of what happened last night at my reception. Oh, they, they want, want to, to socialize. They want to drink. They want to give you their congratulations. And they want to eat. And they want to dance. That's what they want to do. That's what they go there expecting to do. Right? Now, maybe there's a photo booth. And that's fun. They can go in and get some fun pictures during you know, the latter part of the evening. But this whole idea that it has to be dinner and a show. That you have to fill every moment of your wedding reception has got to stop. I agree with that. And one of the things, I think I said this in an earlier podcast, you know, what I, one of the things I love is when I get to tell the bride and groom that all, that all of the um, the things that they have to do is done. And so they look a relief of relief on them when they know they can just enjoy the reception right. now and they can just relax and have fun. Your guests want that too. Like they yeah. can't wait for the first dances to get over because then the party can really start as far as just Right. Acting crazy, letting loose. And then there's, yeah. If there's interruptions. Man, and people do some crazy stuff. Like, I've had, like, um, okay, well, some, it, it, it depends. I'm going to say that there are, yeah. there can be. I mean, be, there's always an exception to the rule. Like, I had actually uh, a bride and groom bring in, like, these, uh, how do I even say it? Like, life size <laughs> puppets. I remember that. And first of Weren't all, they midgets? They were midget puppets. They were, it was, they were people. In these costumes, and they were, uh, they looked like a bride and a groom with these really oversized heads, and <laughs> probably gave some children some nightmares. But I mean, it was, they came in, they did a five minute dance, and they took some pictures. It was actually really sort of cool and really funny. Yeah, because the guests didn't expect it. Because the guests yeah. did not expect it. Trying to sneak those little people in, <laughs> it was, oh, it was hilarious. Um, but then again, you know, that was the only, that was the one thing that they did. I found the ones who want, like, they want to have like four or five different things in the reception. Right. So it's never a dull moment. Yeah. And that's the, I hear that a lot. They're like, well, I don't want my guests to get bored. They're not going to get bored. They're not going to get bored. They're going to get tired. They're going to get tired. They're going to get sick of having to play the next game that you came up with that they don't want to play because they just want to eat and talk. and Right. This, you know. Your guests, they haven't seen people. This is right. new for them. They also, you know, they want to socialize. They want to, you know, let loose. Again, every once in a while, like one, I say you cap it at maybe one thing. Okay, one thing. Like, say you're into Irish dancing and you want to bring in some Irish dancers because of your heritage. That's fine. Fabulous. That's fine. Absolutely. Right. But, you know, oh, we're going to have a casino night at our reception. Oh, no. Go, oh. No. Okay, but well, like, what have you, what does that entail? Does that mean that you're getting blackjack dealers in yeah, there? Yeah, they have like tables, like Vegas style. And it's taking away from the dancing. Taking and, away from the dancing. And then. Taking away from the dinner Uncle service. Uncle Bob is over there losing money. Right. Like, and he and, doesn't want to go up to the buffet because he's got a good hand. And then they turn down the buffet and Uncle, Bad, Uncle Bob's mad because he didn't get any food. And. You know, and the buffet workers are angry because, you know, they brought out all the food and then it's getting cold and people are complaining and, you know. You know, I once did an event where they had a tarot card reader and there was a line all night for this. And, like, it was where, um, just a very long line. And the end of the night, people were getting ready to leave and I asked this lady, I'm like, oh, did you have a good time? She goes... Well, I did, but I I stood I stood in line for two and a half hours for the tarot card reader, and by the time I got up there, she had to go on break, and then it was over. And she's like, "No," so I didn't. I'm like, "Okay," yeah. but honestly, lady, that's your fault. 
that you stood yeah. you stood in line for two and a half hours to do that at a wedding, right? And because it was free. Because it was free, and so you don't chose. You said that that was more important to you to spend that time doing that than it was to be with other people and socialize. But and, and that's okay. But then you can't complain. I understand that. Right. Yeah, it does sort of suck that you didn't get your your reading, but so. What you guys need to do before you, you know, again, this comes back down to having those conversations about what's important. I mean, you may find that when you talk to the person you're marrying that they have strong opinions or no opinions. No, wait, yes. And I'm going to throw this out because this happens a lot in weddings. You probably see the, the sausages. Yeah, yeah, the racing sausages. That's fine. Sure. Because it's yeah. not taking away... Well, no, they're there for like 10 minutes. Right. Yeah. So I think if you put a cap on something... Right. But not like every hour there's a new, yeah. you know, a champagne girl walking around. Then you have a trapeze artist. And then you have this going on and blah, blah, blah. And then you have a putting green. And then right. you have... <laughs> exactly. Then you know what? You throw an amazing one-year anniversary party and you right. do that. Right. I mean, or you throw your birthday party. You have all that stuff. The wedding... You know, let's... There's a lot of traditions that you have to get through. So let's talk about those. Especially in the Midwest here. Yeah, especially in the Midwest. Starting from the time the bride and get, groom get there after cocktail hour is the Grand March. Yes. You need to talk about whether or not you want to do the Grand March and how you want to handle that. Whether you want to have your bridesmaids and groomsmen do the goofy little dances and stuff as they're announced in. Correct. You know, that's like a 15-minute process right there. Well, it's... Yeah, it's 15 minutes to actually get it done and get it right. over there... Not even talking about the time of rounding people up, right? People sit down, right? And this is so you, this is all usually happening during the cocktail hour, right? So you're missing your cocktail hour right. because you want them to pretend like they're fishing when they come in. Okay, you're I'm not, okay, I'm a little bitter. Yeah, I just, you know what, better. why can't and, you just wave and sit down? Because some people like that, and that's they're juiced up and they're ready to go, and it's fine. All right, go ahead, go fishing. <laughs> Do the lawnmower. Pick up that Whatever. bridesmaid and yeah. walk her down. Wait and like the queen of England. There you go. It's exactly. All good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's yeah. fine. That's all right. Fine. Do that. Okay. okay. So that's so that's the first one, yep. right? Um, speeches. I mean, really, there not there. much to say about those. You can do as many or as few of those as you want. Um, what comes after that? Probably there's the cake cutting before cake that. Cu- cake cut- after the grand march. Yeah, right. Cake cutting is generally done after the grand march, which some of you may not know. And the reason for that is is so that the wait staff can prepare it for dinner service. So you cut it, they wheel it out behind the scenes, cut it up so there's no delay um, after dinner. Like ninety percent of the venues do it that way. Right. Yes, and it is. I know people get very sort of upset about like the fact that it's taken down right away so what i always try to do is tell people let's put the cake sort of in a prominent spot around where the cocktail hours is so people can see it yeah but yeah it's it's the first thing to go because cutting a cake is not not a quick process and there's an art form to it and then there's pieces in there that you have to get back to your baker and yeah there's 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 posts and poles and yeah there's a it's a process so yeah okay so grand march cake cutting speeches speeches salads Salad, maybe, dinner service. Yeah, then there's maybe, you know, speeches again within there. Sometimes, yeah. Then um, if you're going to do a, a slideshow. Oh. I. Okay, that can be. <sighs> you go ahead. I, just, I can't. I can't talk okay. about the slideshow. Slide... No, I can't talk about the slideshow. This... Don't do it. It's fine. <laughs> as long as you keep it under five minutes. Just keep it under five minutes. 
Okay. I did my last one I did they did it for like fifteen minutes. Oh, they're always fifteen to twenty no, minutes. No, you can do if you can do it just a quick five minute or then, then it's okay. It's not even possible. I then mean, don't do it. Because you know what? They can't pick that few. I mean, you're looking at five to seven songs per image. Or I'm just going to tell you, I, I do image. a lot of weddings. And I can, when they are that long, the, the slideshow is the perfect time when everyone goes, gets up, goes to the bathroom. Yep. Or they go to the bar. You know who likes the slideshow? Who? Your mother. Your mother is the only one who likes the slideshow. <laughs> And maybe... Your grandma doesn't even like it. It's too long for your grandma. Yeah, I know. She needs coffee. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Yeah, just if you can keep it around five just, minutes. Or play like, it during the cocktail hour. Or put it in the background yeah. during the reception Nobody somewhere. Nobody wants to watch 20 minutes of your high school friends wooing from the back. Nobody. Seven minutes. I'll give you seven minutes. No more than that. So that's part of this too. So we haven't even gotten to like, and then yeah. you have, then I always make sure the bride and groom always give a little thank you speech of thank you guys for coming. Usually they Which do. they yeah. should. You should. Because, but really technically. Even Kim, you guys didn't. No. But I didn't have a traditional <laughs> wedding. I, you know, I'm kind of on the fence with that, whether or not you should or shouldn't. Because if you've received your guests already, you kind of have already done that. But I mean, that's a personal choice. That's not a tradition here in the Midwest. It is overseas for the bride and groom. To what say a little yeah, thank you? Always, yeah. I usually do it because a lot of times most people aren't doing receiving lines anymore. Yeah, it kind of depends on the timeline and stuff. Right. I think that's a whole other podcast. I have strong opinions on the receiving line. Ooh. I know you'd be surprised to hear that. Uh, Kim apparently is very and strong and, and amazingly, my strong opinions are more on the traditional side on that. You know, I I I think what it comes down to is that you know with. Everything there, there, there is the tradition, and everyone tries to. They want the tradition. They want tradition with the flair, right? And yeah. that's totally cool. And there, and that is fine. But you still, you cannot take away. You can't. You can't make this into something totally different. If that what you want is a traditional, it's right. okay to have tradition. It's okay to be traditional, and people will probably remember it with just the same amount of love in their hearts. You know, for a traditional wedding, and because they it's what they sort of expect and they know and they get it. The other stuff is going to be very much the wow factor, but it's taking away from also you guys, right? As it's, a couple, it's, it's it's taking away time for you to enjoy your own reception and meet your people. So okay, so slideshow. Um, then we're going into dance. Really, we're going into first dance. Right? Yeah. Mother, son, father, daughter. First dance. Yeah, exactly. Uh, bouquet garter. I haven't done one of those for a while. Bouquet garter. It's about about half of people still do it. It's about right. 50%. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people aren't doing that. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's one of those things like, I don't have strong feelings on it either way. You can do it if you want. I, I don't like the ones that go on for like 20 minutes where the DJ calls people out and I mean. And then they like bring like the groom goes in there and yeah. he then has props and all of a sudden there's like a, yeah. a chicken that comes out. Right, he or... pulls out the big undies. Ooh, oh, so yeah. funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, but you know, you've got you've to gotta talk about what's important. If you don't want to do bouquet and garter, that's fine. Don't let anyone tell you you have to do anything at your wedding. In the games. The games. Just, again, this is what it is. People want to dance. If you need a little bit of something, something, have a popcorn bar. That would be fabulous. That is what people want. Skip the slideshow and have a popcorn, popcorn bar. bar. <laughs> I know you said that you don't really like the second meal. That is popcorn. Is that welcome at all? Popcorn time. is fine. 
No, what I nacho don't bar? like, I love a nacho bar. I love a sweet table. I love the candy, the take-home candy table. Mm-hmm. What I don't like is when people use it as an excuse to cut out other services. Okay. You know, they'll say, well, we're already spending so much on this. We can't possibly afford that. that. Okay. You know, and, and, and then when you look at what they're spending money on, they're spending money on things that will impress other people rather than on things that will create memories for them in the future. They cut out a videographer because they want chair ties. That's what I get upset about. Because right. let me ask you, you don't get to take those chair ties home, but maybe your dad makes a great speech and dies a month after your wedding. That is horrible. Well, it can happen, I Amanda. That, but let's, you know, <laughs> you know what's going to be more? What's and... going to be more meaningful oh. to you? That speech, that video that you have to cherish for the rest of your life, right. or no, look you at our, a valid point. Look at our aubergine chair ties. Okay, is aubergine what? even a freaking color? It's purple. <laughs> Just get over yourself. It's your wedding eggplant. is not aubergine. It's purple. It's more of an eggplant. Whatever. Auburn. Yeah. Right. Okay. So really, chair ties really just upset really you. Really don't like chair ties. <laughs> <laughs> just get the shivari chairs and call it a day. Okay. I, honestly, they look shivari chairs. I think look better. I, I do too. They're a little bit more expensive though. I know. Uh, All right. Is it time? Is it question time? Question time. Okay. We should have like a little do do like a little theme or a little I don't know. I, no, well, never mind. Yeah, we'll work on this one. Okay. This one is from a lovely lady named Joanna. Joanna writes, Dear Kim and Amanda, uh, so happy I came across your podcast. I am getting married and I'm very excited about this. We're going to have a, a traditional wedding in June. Okay. Whew. Okay. I bet um, traditional wedding in June. That's like the most traditional June you can get. June spoon, honeymoon. Yes. June is a lovely time to get married in Wisconsin. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm serious. It is a nice time. It is. Okay. Anyway, she goes, so far there are a lot of things that are already set in stone and the planning is pretty much good to go. However, we have a problem. I have a cousin who has hinted to me and has almost told told me point blank that she wants to be in my wedding. We already have the bridesmaids and groomsmen picked out. We have asked them, then most of them have their dresses or tuxes ready. I love my cousin, but I don't really like her. Ooh, <laughs> well, yeah, then. well, there you go. Um, you I, just answered your own question. <laughs> I like that. I love you, but I don't like you. <laughs> but you're invited, so just shut mm-hmm. up and there we go. All right, I don't know how to make it any more obvious that she isn't going to be part of the bridal party or part of the wedding. I don't know how to tell her this without her being upset and making it into a family issue. My mom did at one point ask me if it was okay just to have her be a bridesmaid so we don't have to hear about it, but it's mine and my fiance's wedding and I think we should be able to have whomever we want. So my question is, what do I do? Yikes. I got this. All right, go. Okay, yeah, she's not going to be a bridesmaid or a groomsman or, wait, not a groomsman, whatever. She's not going to be in the bridal party. Right. There are these roles. Oh, yeah. That you that I always tell people when we're assigning what we need to do, um, and one of them, especially an usher or a greeter or right. even a personal, personal attendant. attendant, these are the fluffer roles. These are the roles that you have that, you know, you, you can or cannot give them to people but you if you want to make someone feel special you give them these roles 
and because they're not really going to do much for you, and they're not going to be in the pictures, and yeah, it makes I, them happy, and then like I don't know if it's going to make the cousin happy because that's just kind of a bullshit role. I mean, like, well, and, they're they are. <laughs> I mean, she's going to know it. I mean, she's going to be like. But what these? I mean, like she wants the she wants the she wants the aubergine dress. She wants the aubergine dress. <laughs> no, she does, but obviously it's not. It, but here's you know, oh my gosh, I cannot talk right now. But is it worth it to just do it for family peace or or not? I wouldn't, but that probably doesn't surprise you. Um, no, I mean, I'm just trying to think of a nice way to say to cousin know you know that i mean i guess you have to you kind of have can to, you blame the fiance say he only has five friends and we have these five people and we have already asked them and we can't do anymore no because the the, the matchy matchy thing isn't a thing anymore oh, you're right you don't have to have uh, matched up bridesmaids and groomsmen anymore unless you're like ocd yeah. and then you have to you know, people are lined <laughs> that's up that's a good question people are lined I'm up i'm very sorry i'm ocd yeah and my therapist says that... i can only have these five people <laughs> and and yes categorized by I have to have two from college two two from my family and those include the siblings and then one random and you just you're just out sorry slots are filled well okay so you're good at deflecting I'm very good at ignoring questions that haven't been asked directly I'm a big fan of that because whenever somebody complains about something I think to myself did they ask for a resolution or did they just complain so if someone says, I really don't like this, blah, 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 I say, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But if they say, I really hate this, blah, blah, I want my money back, that's a statement. So this cousin has hinted around that she wants to be in the wedding. And probably aunt has hinted around or said to her mother, why didn't Joanna invite cousin to be in the wedding? And the mother said, oh, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. I'll talk to her. Probably something, probably went down something uh, like that. Yeah. But as far as I'm concerned, that's between her mom and her sister. Yeah, shame on them. And I, so my position would be unless directly confronted by the cousin saying, why wasn't I in your wedding? Hey, so she directly, she directly, she's going to confront you. Okay, then the answer is, I'm really sorry. I picked the people that were closest to me. Are you sorry? No, I'm not sorry. I don't like apologizing when you don't need to apologize. Oh, okay. Which um, you might think would I'm, be different. I'm sorry you're upset that I didn't choose you. Okay. Would that be fair? I I'm would, sorry you feel that unfortunately, way. Unfortunately, that, you know, we've already had. No, it's not unfortunate. It's not unfortunate. It's just. You're not close enough to me to be in my bridal party, but you have to find a nicer way to say that. Can you always be like, you know, that is, you know, it's so sweet, and I just, you know, I, I, I love you. You are family. However, uh, I have these people who I have gone through a lot of thick and thin. No, you can't even do that. You're making them more important, which they are. But well, they, they are. are. I mean, for my wedding, I chose the people that were closest to me in my life. I think that's all you have to say. Yeah, I think it's just going to be an uncomfortable conversation. Well, but yeah, I mean, you're not going to be... But would you rather just get it out now and be... Done, so that, it, I mean, like... Ask her who she voted for. Stop it! Stop it! Okay, this is... Do the, not do that! Well, you just, can, no the, politics. The politic-free zone as wedding should be politic-free. Okay, this is the last podcast. <laughs> I'm going to use that as an excuse, but it's very effective. <laughs>
<laughs> don't um, do that. <laughs> Fine. Then I guess maybe because then you could tell her that you voted for the opposite person and maybe she won't like you. Right. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, and I was even getting somewhere with this question. Well, no, I think... I, you know... Oh, I, I know what I was going to say. What? I mean, like, but would you rather just get it out now and, like, so hopefully by the time the wedding comes, things can be smoothed out? Or do you just want to ignore it and just sort of not answer and just not invite her to be a part of it and then she has a chip on her shoulder? So? Until right. the wedding comes and after the wedding. So that's what I'm saying. You know, like, there's, a, there's a saying, I'm afraid that's your shit. Okay, but what I'm saying is, like, should she say something now to this cousin? And... You know, just confront it. Rip the Band-Aid off. I, I guess if you're that kind of person that feels comfortable doing that. And sure. I mean, I'd, I don't know that it would solve anything. But at least it would be out there and... Yeah. I don't know. Then you might be running into the the mom and the aunts having oh, hard the, feelings. And there's and... a lot of stuff between now and June, like bridal parties right. and bridal showers and bachelorette parties. And is there going to be... Yeah, but we, this needs to get smoothed over. I say give him the usher job. Personal yeah, attendant. Try that. I personal would try that attendant. first. You just, personal because attendant. Because really that's going to make her look like the asshole. Oh, you know what? I, they can, if you are an usherette or a greeter, you can wear a bridesmaid's the same kind of a bridesmaid. You can? You can. You like a little extension of it. Fine. If that's what they really want. Have her be the personal attendant. It's a sucky job. Not the part, like the usher or the greeter. The greeter. The greeter? Yeah. At the door? Yeah. But if you already have ushers, why do you need a greeter? Because you need to fill a spot for somebody who wants to <laughs> be in the wedding that you don't really need. Again, these are fluffing jobs. Fluffer Can't jobs. Can't you give her a reading? How about a reading? If you're, if that is if, part of your ceremony, yeah. then that would be, a, that's a really great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That is a, re- a reading or part of the ceremony. Yeah. That could do it. Yeah, that would work. Um, I'm trying to think if there's other things that you could put them in charge of that would make them feel important. Oh, you could be the person that cleans out the church room and puts the stuff on the bus before we go. Yeah. Because someone needs to do that. Yeah. If you don't have a planner. Right, because that's a fun job. (laughs) Well... She you wants could be, to be she in the could, wedding. She could be the one, you know, yeah. I don't know. There, there, there are lots of those fluffer jobs that you could do. I mean, I guess that's my biggest suggestion. I think re- being a reader at the ceremony would be a great one. Okay. Um, and that would be, oh, it's because it's a position of honor. Right. And it says something, and it's, you're stealing the show for a little bit. So you start out with the, the fluffy position, and if she doesn't like that, I would say if you're okay with the reader, just go for that. Just yeah. go straight for that. If yeah. not, then go with the fluff. And remember, even if it isn't a religious, a reader could, she could read a poem. She could read, She you know, could read Winnie the Pooh. She, Who knows? A lot of people read Winnie the Pooh. That's I a know. thing. Winnie the Pooh is, Winnie the Pooh's the shit, man. The honey? Yeah. The Eeyore? The, the, I want to live with, you're not there. I, I'm really messing this up. I, no, you're right. Something a million years. I want to live a million years with without you. Okay. With you. I can't remember. It, it's very touching. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's honey, and then there's bees. Ah, it's, uh, yes. It's awesome. Um, yeah. But it's still a really hard situation. I feel, I feel bad for her because, you know what? People shouldn't do that. It's just, you know, don't make the wedding about 
me. Right, but she did say something here. It's like when in her question, how she did say it's my, it's basically our day. It's not your day. It's not your day. We've talked. We've about talked that. about that. You can try as hard as you want. You are now coming into the ro- the world of wedding chaos, where you're finding out that it really isn't your day. Right, and everyone has an opinion, and everyone has, including us. Apparently, <laughs> and Kim has a lot of opinions. Well, we both. Laugh. Well, yeah. She's strong opinions. Strong. Strong aubergine opinions. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. So, we hope that it helps you, Joanna. Yeah. All Please let us know how it turns out. We'd love Please, to hear yeah. about it. Please write us back because um, it's that's a tough spot to be in and I, I don't envy, envy you. And I hope it just kind of smooths itself out and it's good. Okay, so we also just, uh, we've gotten some response back when we were asking about what kind of vendors that you guys want to hear hear from, but we still want to know, who do you guys want to hear from in some of our future podcasts? Again, are you looking to get some inside scoop from a DJ or a videographer or a baker or a caterer or a bartender or I don't know, Mm, I mean... A popcorn wagon person. Ooh, popcorn. (laughs) We should make some. We should. Okay. Yes. And then, you know, just let us know and we will, um, we'll, we'll find them. We'll find them. We'll bring them on. We have some really fun guests coming up soon. Um, a photo booth lady. She's going to, she has some interesting stories. <laughs> some really good ones. Just remember, even the ones that you decline, those photo booths, we, they are still viewable by somebody. There's a special folder. There is a special folder. We can't wait to We get... can see your boobies. <laughs> there are just some special people out there. Is There's no, no secrets. <laughs> Anyways, yes, email us or message us on Facebook actually about who you want to hear from and we will get those people to you or get those people on air so they can ask your questions and I want to hear all the like these really random good juicy questions you know yeah that'd be awesome like even though you say your cake is gluten free is it really <laughs> tell me yeah I want to some... know yeah exactly I want to know how you feel about gluten free <laughs> <laughs> alright well thank you guys again for listening All right. This is Kim and Amanda, and until next time. Until next time, peace out, Milwaukee. (laughs) Bye.